Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. It is a midweek movie music edition of Ball Don't Lie. That's when the idealionaire Patrick Davis takes songs from a particular soundtrack that inspired him for some reason or another. Um, based on the selections that are played, Hard You're Not Supposed to Gather Clues and Hints that lead us to the feature film of midweek movie music. And today, as you can hear, yeah, Back to the Future, Back in Time, when they, back when they wrote specific songs Four soundtracks of movies. They were really special. It wasn't just, you know, oh, we're just grabbing some artist and they'll make a song that'll be featured on something. No, no. We want the song to specifically talk about the topic at hand or the actual movie plot or whatever it is. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure this music video involves the DeLorean like pulling up to the club that they're playing in and they're all wearing like Back to the Future jackets yep, and yep, stuff. Yep. Whoa, really? Yeah, like it is It is heavily shown in the music video. This is just for this movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Putz says uh, DeLorean was trafficking cocaine to keep his car business afloat. I knew it was something like that. Yeah. I watched a documentary about the so DeLorean. Was, wait, know. wait. Was he at the White House recently? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Well done. Bow. Yeah. Good job there, Patrick. Uh, all right, we'll get to some. Uh, we'll get to some NBA free agency frenzy here. Uh, but thanks to Patrick, the idea you know, doing a great job with midweek movie music. Uh, it, he basically had to wait till the four o'clock with the most obvious clue before Harge and I got it. But still having some fun with that. Okay, before we get to the NBA free agency frenzy, gentlemen, I, I must ask you guys: uh, Did you watch? The hot dog eating contest, the Nathan's hot dog eating contest. Have you, have you ever watched it? I have watched it before. Okay. I did flip over to the channel, ah. but there was a lightning delay. That's true. When it was happening, and I did not, I did not come back for it. Right. It was a, it was a, it was like, all right, this is, I'm not doing anything right now. I'll flip over and see what's up. And then it was like lightning delay, and you're like, well, that's, that was your shot, guys. What, why is there, can we just move it inside? Oh no, they have a no. Giant. It's a giant. The people. They want it for the people yeah. to be in there, man. There were no you moving. You can't move it inside to like a big like warehouse area. Where people, how many people are they're watching all, this thing? They're on Coney Island. They're, they're, they're outside. I know it's a lot of people out there. I'm just yeah. asking how many people. Oh, I mean, I don't know, but too many people to put inside. I guess. I guess you yeah. got fire. Also, also, if you want to be in a place with codes. that many hot dogs and people eating hot dogs with a closed roof, I feel like this smells bad enough. <laughs> In open air. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're probably right about that. That's a, that's a great point. Yeah. I, I mean, I guess the crowd that's- Not a fan. Wants, you, you're not a fan? Not at all. So you've never watched it? I, w- I mean, early, in the very beginning of it, okay. you check it out and you're like, oh, but, okay. Why do I want to watch these people dumping the hot dogs in water and bread and there's nothing there for me? 
<laughs> nothing at all that I want to see. Nothing at all? So no. You, it does nothing for you? Nothing. Um, okay, look, uh, well, he did. It was impressive what he did because uh, Joey Chestnut, I mean, I have kept up with all the records, but he did actually compete, um, and he's competing in a ton, but he, he competed this year and ate 62 hot dogs in 10 minutes. 18,414 calories. Um, man, he is now he has now won the event 16 out of 17 years, guys. Mm, I mean, that mm, is one mm. of the most dominant runs in sports history, if it's considered a sport. Is it considered a sport, I guess would be the question. I'm, conf- I'm confused about what constitutes a sport. Yeah, it's a skill. I don't know if it's a sport. It's a competition. It's a competition, which can be a skill that you can eat that yeah. much. But I, I, feel, I feel like this is... Uh... This is uh, just like ESPN and Fox Sports. And they're like, well, we're putting on our sports channels, so we have to call it sports. He's like, no, it's just a competition. It's fine. Yeah, it is what sports. It is. Yeah. I'm with you. I, I mean, I, I, I've watched it like a couple of times. I don't make it appointment viewing. Yeah. Um, but I do think it's kind of fascinating that this is a this has become like its own. It's, it's, it's got its own like subculture now. I, I think it was eating and stuff. There was probably, I don't know, 20 years ago, 15, 20 years ago. There was a point where they were trying to, like, in this part of the offseason, they were like, oh, we're going to have this, so let's try and make it, like, a bigger thing, competitive eating. And I think people realized, they were like, we can do this once a year, guys. Once a yeah, year. Exactly. Yeah. Do show it early enough so none of us are eating while it's happening. <laughs> I don't want to have a hot dog. I'm like, ugh, never do, mind. Do it all day. People start drinking early, so they'll watch yeah. that anything. Like, you know what? That's not bad. I'll, I'll check this out. Yeah. Uh, he's making, guys, now his um, annual earning. Annual income, I should say, five hundred thousand. He said he just crossed the five hundred thousand dollar annual income mark for the first time ever last year. His net worth now is four million dollars. Um, he holds twenty plus, uh, like I guess, sorry, fifty five world records, mm, and mm, complete mm. and competes in twenty plus events every year. So he's got Nathan's hot dogs. He's at he's eating seventy six hot dogs and and buns in ten minutes. Hard boiled eggs, oh, hard boiled eggs. He's like cool hand Luke. Oh yeah, one hundred forty one gentlemen. One hundred forty one hard boiled oh, eggs in eight minutes. In eight minutes. Eight minutes. Glazed donuts. Fifty five of them in eight minutes. Pulled pork sandwiches. Forty five of them in ten minutes. Taco Bell soft shell beef tacos. 53 of them in 10 minutes. Crystal Hamburgers, 103 of them in 8 minutes. Twinkies, 121 of them in 6 minutes. Chicken Wings, 413 of them in 12 hours. That's a lot of chicken wings. Uh, Big Mac Sandwiches, 32 (laughs) in 38 minutes. Uh, Tamales, 102 in 12 minutes. Grilled Cheese Sandwiches, 47 in 10 minutes. Ice Cream Sandwiches, 25 and a half in 6 minutes. And Pepperoni Rolls, 43 in 10 minutes. Minutes. He only wins like $1,000 to 8500 per prize of these major league eating contests. So basically. Wait, how he, much money does he win each? Like uh, between 1000 and 8500 bucks. Oh, my. So he doesn't win, win a lot, but he has a ton of endorsements. He has endorsements with, with Hooters, Hostess, Raising Cane's, uh, Pepsi, and Pepto Bismol. It's like Pepto. <laughs> yeah, I was waiting for that. Pepto Bismol like, was, like, was his first endorsement. Hey, they paid him $40,000 to promote Pepto Bismol, and he was like, of course, I'd use it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, how much does he get for Pepto Bismol? <laughs> but seriously, guys, this is an X Men ability. Like to be able to stretch and ex- expand your stomach like oh, this, most people will eat themselves into a grave. No, no, no. This like is this. this is one of those things where you've found an ability to make money off of a thing that you think would just be a problem for you your entire life. Where you're like, I'm just always hungry. 
Like yeah. you, it would be if you Ugh. weren't a competitive eater, you feel like this would be a problem. Where it's like, no, I, they don't invite me to cookouts anymore. So you think he's like a sex addict becoming a porn star? Yeah, <laughs> just saying. Yo, I'm, like, I'm like, but you yeah, like, like, I'm, trying, the good. I'm trying to. Mm, that's not bad. See what I, I, your theory's not. I mean, that's, that's just a good theory. Oh I'm not about like, would you be mad if Joey Chestnut showed up at your cookout because you were like, well, cool. I, I mean, I got enough food for eight people, but he's gonna eat all of it. Well, what you want to yeah. make sure you won't have any leftovers. No, no you leftovers. Just, you could just invite him for that. That's I just crazy. need you to come and clean up all this. Um, all right, I just want to get it. I just want to use some of those numbers because they are crazy numbers. Uh, yeah. Okay, uh, NBA free agency. Or, well, NBA news, I should say. Well, and we this wanna, is breaking news. Yeah, yep. do we want to break it with the new trade? Yeah, yep. let's do it. Let's do it. Let's uh, break trade. Uh, the Spurs and Mavs are involved in a trade. The Dallas Mavericks are going to receive Grant Williams in a sign and trade with Celtics. Basically, he was a free agent, restricted free agent, though, so there's a question if they were going to keep him, that's going to happen. Spurs are going to end up with Reggie Bullock and an unprotected Dallas uh, pick swap in 2030, and the Cel- the Celtics are basically getting a bunch of second-round picks because it's a sign-and trade. Okay. Uh, also, Sham said the Mavericks uh, basically with the acquiring Grant Williams on a four-year, $54 million deal yeah. via yep. that sign-and-trade. I like it. All right. I mean, I like the Mavs that. making moves. You, you're, you're a fan of this for the Mavs? I am a fan of this for the Mavs. I like the moves that the Mavs have been making. The Mavs have made some low-key. Except low key. for Dwight Powell. Okay. <laughs> Except for Dwight Powell. Anytime you can, <laughs> you can hate on Dwight Powell, you yes. will use the opportunity. Yes, I will. But you, 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 we haven't gotten your thoughts because you weren't here when all the moves were made, when NBA free agency first started. Yep. Um, and we talked about the Mavs. Yeah, the Mavs in the draft, I think we all liked the Mavs did. in the draft, too. Uh, what are your thoughts? They actually acquired Seth Curry, too. I'll, right? Hey. Did I see that he, correctly? Yes, yes. Yes, the Mavs acquired shoot Seth a, Curry, too. Shoot a shoot, yeah, right? Spread That's the exactly what you needed to do. I'm impressed with the way that they've gone about it. Um, they are they are trying to put themselves in a place that they're going to be able to compete, right? Mm-hmm. And you're talking about Kyrie coming back. That's a big that's a big gift for them for him to be a part of that it's organization. Huge. Yeah, it's and huge, and man. you're bringing in some guys. Grant Williams is an enforcer. He's going to play physical defense because you know Kyrie and Luca do not play defense. No. So they always have to find a way to make that happen. So to me, I think that what the Mavs have done makes it very, very interesting to the point that they believe that they are not going to be a team in Texas that doesn't make the playoffs. I just love it because, you know, it's all about, to me, the long term. There are a lot of different Mm -hmm. goals. You got short term, long term. I the long term goal is we want to make sure that we're we're constantly in the conversation to compete. Yep, I'm trying to. Illustration I got you. There. I got you. Um, just because they got, you know, they have to worry about Luca losing interest. Exactly. Or Luca becoming, you know, disinterested or looking to see if the grass is greener elsewhere or whatever. You want to keep Luca engaged and Luca mm-hmm. happy, and that if that takes basically rolling the dice every year to reinvent your roster to, to make sure Luca is satisfied with your competition level. Yep. It's actually worth it. I mean, he's a top five player in the league right now. Yeah, I mean, if you had a better game plan, I mean, I think they're doing what they need to do this offseason. I mean, I'm still not sold that Jason Kidd should be the head coach. I'm not sold that they're they're necessarily have the greatest management running right now because you are overpaying for guys and you are. No, this Grant Williams trade, I don't think you're really overpaying for him that much. The pick love, swap with the the picks up with the Spurs is a little questionable because it's unprotected. Oh, so? Well, okay. I mean, if if Luca leaves, that twenty thirty pick swap could be a lottery pick. That's a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. So, twenty thirty is so, so far. Anytime ahead. I yeah. see unprotected in that kind of scenario, it's a little. You're like, that's a lot to get a guy that 
you know, I, and you gave up Reggie Bullock. I know you didn't. You had to get off his contract. He, but his uh, contract is expiring at the end of this year. He's got one year left. That's mm-hmm. one of the reasons Spurs don't mind taking him on. Yes, valuable is because they are basically building to have a lot more cap flexibility next year. Uh, but I, I think he's a good veteran for the Spurs as well. I, I I think they've done some good things. I like this. Trey Grant Williams gives them a little bit more toughness. Uh, exactly, which is another which is what they're working for. I still I don't get why we keep hearing that Mo Bamba is going to be the 14th man on the Lakers roster, and the Mavs have not contacted him to be like, "Hey, we need a center." Dwight Powell's not very good, uh, and Lively's not going to be ready right away. Mm-hmm. So let's try, and you could easily beat out Dwight Powell for this job. I don't know why that's not happening, but that's we keep point. the rumor. The only rumor I keep hearing is that it's going to be Tristan Thompson or Mo Bamba. It, taking the last spot on the Lakers roster. Oh, Trist, man, friend of LeBron. Wow. Yeah, and I, and I mean, yeah. apparently it's one Was of those he things. at the white party? <laughs> <laughs> LeBron, LeBron plus one? Exactly. Yeah. Hanging out just like, hey, man, where's he at? He's like, he's in the coat room with all the girls. Again. Exactly. <laughs> what do you think he's at? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I think they've done what, what they needed to do. It's not one of those ones where you look at this offseason and go, man, they killed it. Because anytime you go, well, you vastly overpaid for one guy, and it's going to be not a full win. But, you know, it could have been much, much worse. For them. Exactly. My thing was like they, they had to get Kyrie back. Yeah. yeah. And they overpaid for him. But, and I remember we talked about how they, how they kind of manufactured a market. Remember, like 24 hours before they signed Kyrie? Yeah. I'm going to meet with basically every team yeah, in the yeah, NBA yeah, like and tell you, give me what I want. <laughs> Pretty much. He's been with Houston. Houston came up too. I was like, it was like Houston yeah. and like Miami, and I was like, and L.A. and the Lakers. I was like, hold up, Phoenix, who had three million dollars, like, they, 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 they just find a little space. Well, for he them. was basically he created a market, and it was it was full it was full competition and leverage for him. But the Mavs, what are they gonna do? They they because and you you brought this up, Patrick, because of how unpredictable Kyrie could be. Yeah. There still was a chance that he decided, nah, man, I'll, I'll go somewhere and take less bread. Yeah. And you couldn't risk that at all. You can't risk that. And you can't risk him being unhappy coming back begrudgingly. You Correct. want to come back and be all in and be happy to be a Mav, and it seems like that is the case right now. And all of the off-season workout videos that I've seen with Kyrie right now looks like a man that is motivated. Exactly. That's what you needed. And that's the same thing with Luka. Luka looked like yeah. he's in better shape. I mean, but he was in better shape last year Yeah, no, before I mean, the season started. I, I think that this is, again, they're going into the season with the mindset we're going to be, we're going to play defense, we're going to do this, and they're they're trying to get those guys and the question is, how long do you get into the season before you realize you don't have enough weapons to play defense, so you got to go offense and you trade away all those guys? Yeah. That that's where you're kind of where you're at. Where I'm like, I don't know. I get it. I don't know why you're buying into this. You did this last year and it didn't work, and you had Dorian Finney Smith mm-hmm. and it didn't work. I, I I guess I like the Grant Williams trade. I get you need something defense. else. Yeah. Uh, Reggie Bullock's 32 years old, I believe, so it's not like he was going to be a long term help, and he, you know he's at his ceiling. So Grant Williams, we think, can grow more mm-hmm. uh, as a player. So I, I get it. It's a good trade for them. For the Spurs, a great trade. Uh, you get a guy on an expiring contract, so it doesn't really matter what you're getting in. I don't know how many seconds you contributed to that, but they have like 20 seconds, so they can do I know. it. What does it do with his future? Just throwing around second-round picks? Because the Rockets traded uh, for two second-round picks. Yeah. With so second-round picks are like coins. <laughs> they're, they're not worth anything Agreed. unless you got a full jar full of them. Ah, uh, so you gotta have a bundle. You of gotta them. have twenty second round picks, and then you're like first value, and then you can give up. And they don't even really ever Which do, is but why you, you just can trade. Mm, okay, but they yeah. yeah, they all get put in those trades, and some teams just collect them uh, yep. a lot. But yeah, I, the the unprotected pick swap, like pick swaps aren't huge always, 
but I believe the, the Spurs have like three from the from the Hawks. And it doesn't matter. If you're not a good team, pick swaps don't matter. But if you are progressing, then mm. you can swap your bad pick for their good pick. And it's the the kind of switch they've done on the Stepien rule. Because if you know what the Stepien rule was, Stepien was the owner mm. for the Cavs back in the day. Okay. And he basically traded every single first-round pick they had for like 10 years in a row mm-hmm. uh, to build a team. And they were one of the worst teams in the league. Okay. And so when he sold the team, the new owner came in and was like, cool, we have no future for like 10 years. And so as an incentive to buy the team, they basically gave them back first-round picks but instituted a rule that you cannot you can't trade away first-round picks in, in consecutive years. Ah, gotcha. So that's when you hear a 2025 and a 2027 first-round pick. It's because you can't put a 2025 in a 2026. So if you already traded your 2026, it means you have to keep your, your 25 and your 27. You mm-hmm. So that's okay. why you'll see those. So that's why Miami can't offer more first-round picks. Is they have multiple of them. But you have to have them in offsetting years. Yeah, and, yeah. No, and and the new CBA too is also made handcuffed teams even a little bit more when yeah. it comes to trades because there are a lot more restrictions based on where you stand with the salary cap. Uh, speaking of the salary cap, so that's the big news coming out of Dallas. Uh, Dallas making moves. Uh, the big news in the NBA, and it's another. It's another big story coming from the NBA uh, ranks, real quick, gentlemen. Before we get back to the kind of free agency frenzy and a Dame Lillard story. So, uh, Wojnarowski, Adrian Wojnarowski, Woj is reporting that ESPN sources say the NBA's new in-season tournament, Final Four, is set for December 7th and 9th in Las Vegas. Yeah, I like that. And stats will count for the league's regular season except for the championship game of the event. Hmm. Which I don't understand why the championship game. You just won a championship, and I don't get credit for it. I don't understand that either. <laughs> I don't, the, I don't, I don't, either. I don't get any of this. Okay, <laughs> not, not one bit of this makes any sense other than I think people will watch this in the middle of the year. I don't think people will. I don't think teams are going to care. I think you're going to see a lot of players sit out of it. Uh, that's why they made the stats. Load management. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's going to be a deal where I, I could see this backfire considerably on them, but it's it's a TV deal. They're trying to make it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're trying to make people- a TV event in the middle, and they're going to really try and press teams to not have load management during it and make it a showcase of players. I, I just don't see anybody really caring about it. Yeah, they're trying to get people incentivized to watch pre-Christmas NBA. Yeah. The ratings mean, are terrible I, I, pre-Christmas Because I, I, I don't know what you can give me as I'm watching my team, and I really want my team to win this. Hmm. Yeah. Because yeah, what's the what's the motivation? What's our yeah? What's the I don't mo- know. And incentive? as a fan, what's my motivation? Because if it's just pride, I don't really care that much. But if you're like, hey, this helps you in the draft lottery, or this helps you in you know, getting another pit, or like a trade exception, or something like that, there's a viable reason why. That's a good as point. As a yeah. fan, I want to watch this. Then I, I can get into it more. But if it's for a trophy. That'd I don't, be great I don't, if they gave you like incentive like that, yeah, like trade exceptions and stuff. That'd be so cool. something like that makes more sense to me. I know that makes it harder because CBA. Well, and you yeah, also something. don't want to make teams that are really good better. <laughs> yeah. So you don't want to be like, hey, this team's going to win the NBA championship in this, and then we're giving them extra. Yep. So I get why you don't, but yeah, it, I don't know. We will see how it ends up. Uh, well, I, I'll hold all my opinions until I see it go down this year. But so far, I don't. I not, I'll watch it because I watch NBA yeah, every you night. Watch any NBA, I'm watching yeah. Summer League. It's not like I'm not going to watch it. I, w- I, w- I was thinking about you as I was watching these games. I'm like, I bet you Patrick is watching right oh, now, too. I bet you Patrick's texting five people that he's so excited that he's going to watch <laughs> basketball again. Well, yeah, no doubt about it. Well, especially now, there's a buzz right now in Summer League talk about Wimby and all that kind of stuff. There's just a lot of buzz. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's honestly, it's become, they, they did a good job. I don't know if they did this intentionally or not, but it's become like an unofficial 
NBA conference, yeah. if you will. Like all the stars come and they kind of hang out a little bit. It's a great. And if you're a true fan like Patrick is, and you like seriously devoted, I think some people are like going down there to vacation a little bit. Oh too. yeah, I've, I've seen plenty of people. That, games. That's why it's sold out already. Yeah, they call people have already it. making those trips. And Vegas makes that easy. Yeah, you can you can, do, you can go cheap if you want to go to Vegas, or you can ball you can ball for a couple of days, whatever right. you want. Right, we'll see. I've seen Kai Jones. I'm gonna have to go back and watch the Memphis game later because Timmy Allen's apparently got into the game he today. He got into the game and scored nice. a bucket. So I got to watch some yep. Timmy Allen a little bit later. That's Jabari insane. Rice not with the Spurs right now. Apparently, it was due to illness. He actually signed his actual contract today, I believe. Yep. Hey. Uh, so. But he will be with the summer league team in Vegas. Yep. So if you were waiting to see him in in California, he's not in California. Okay. But he will be with them in, in, in Vegas. What are three different Vegas. places where they have the summer league? So yeah, so there's a, three, right, right now is in Salt Lake City yeah. and in California, and then everybody goes That's to Vegas. Vegas. Yep. Yes, and that, that is a big one. Uh okay, we gotta continue talking NBA on the other side because we haven't gotten to the Dame Little uh trade request. So we're gonna get into that too and discuss more NBA free agency frenzy and the Mavs making a move. So we'll continue to talk NBA and just kind of bump our NFL conversation till tomorrow. All that and more right here on Ball Don't Line, one four nine horn. Trying to figure out where this part of the movie was happening. Welcome back to Ball Don't Lie, right here on 104.9 The Horn. Yeah, our, our midweek movie theme uh, music is Back to the Future. And I'm trying to see what scene this song was being played in because there were so many different parts where music was playing during this time. Where you're like, okay, yeah, I remember that. Like we were talking about them, they were fading away. And he's like, hurry up and kiss my mom. Hurry up. But now this song right here, I don't even know where I would have heard this part at. Turn it up. Oh. Oh, man. I'm trying to think what the scene could be. Right. Yeah, I don't remember the scene. It's not where it they could be. Yeah. yeah, I don't know what the same yeah. could be. Actually, I don't remember. It, it does not stand out yeah, to me. Yeah, it does not either, but okay. it's Lindsey Buckingham, so. Wow. There you go. Lindsey Buckingham. You could have played from, this at the from beginning. From Fleetwood Mac. Yeah, you could have. Yeah, if you would have threw this at the very beginning. He got us. Yeah, I didn't know. Like, huh? <laughs> no, it was, it was either this or Eric Clapton of the two. I'm like, I don't really remember from that movie, but the, the Eric Clapton reggae-ish sounding song definitely yeah. threw us for a loop to start off the show. My man said, "Cool Runnings." Yeah, that's what I thought. I was like, I thought I had a good. Guess I was like, too. yeah, I was with you. Hey, man, well, you had a good. You had uh, what? You had cocktail. Cocktail. That was a good guess. Yeah. Oh, it had that little reggae-ish yeah, like kind of sound. Summary film. Yep. Uh, all right. I uh, like the people on the text line who are guessing Weekend at Bernie's. That was good. <laughs> that was yeah. solid. That was, that was a solid summer beachy movie. movie. Oh, solid. Yep. Man. Yeah, there you go. Weekend at Bernie's. How did that get a sequel? How the hell? Can <laughs> <laughs> we discuss that? Did it have a sequel? I believe yeah, it had at least one. At least how? one. How? Do yeah. we even remember? I know I watched it, but how did how did they write that? I, I don't know. They were it, there was a lot of bad movies. Was it at the that same time. Bernie? 
It had to be. Then how would the body not decompose? How far in the future look, was this movie? Look, they were just we're letting you hold the, on for a little bit. <laughs> we're going to the premise that it's not super gross to walk around with a dead body <laughs> exactly. for a, a couple of days. For a couple of days, they walked around with Bernie. Okay, right. there you go. It said it was the scene where the alarm went off and the doctor, Emmett Brown, called him. Wow. Ooh, that's eight, That's though. good. Great I mean, job. somebody that really watches back to the future. That's a great job, because <laughs> I still really don't remember the Appreciate scene. Appreciate that. I, yeah, yeah, that's fantastic. Uh, okay, let's get into um, the Dame Lillard trade request, gentlemen, and we'll get back to the uh, the Mavs trade here after we discuss Dame Lillard for a little while. Uh, but Dame Lillard did request a trade over the holiday break. That was the biggest news of the NBA uh, weekend, if you will. Um it was reported by Woj and Sham Sharania, but Woj also reported that Miami, uh, the Clippers, uh, the Philadelphia 76ers were also interested in Dame Lillard. His preferred destination is the Miami Heat. That came from Woj and Mark J. Spears. Woj also says that Portland is not impressed, very unimpressed, actually, uh, with Miami's assets, and they may need a third team to facilitate this trade. Uh, also, it is being uh, reported that Chris Haynes is reporting this, that Jimmy Butler has relayed to the Miami Heat that their number one target this offseason should be Dame Lillard. And also Chris Haynes is reporting that the Pelicans, Celtics, Clippers, and Timberwolves have all inquired about the cost for Damian Lillard. And Mark Stein says the ultimate dark horse in this competition, don't forget about Utah, since they have plenty of assets mm. and there's familiarity, at least with this, with the uh, with the state there, because that's where uh, my man uh, Dame Lillard had his college years there. I like that. So yeah. that's a dark horse throwing it out there too. Um, um, but this is interesting. So Ramona Showburn got Spurs fans all anxious, mm-hmm. yeah, excited, I should say, more than anything, because they were discussing uh, getting a third team to facilitate the trade. From Dame Lillard to Miami Heat or wherever he wants to go. And they're discussing possibilities and scenarios. And she brought up the San Antonio Spurs and wouldn't let it go. Here's Ramona Showburn. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. The San Antonio Spurs here. Um, the Brooklyn Nets have a lot of picks. The Portland Trailblazers would want to get back young players and picks. Uh, but the San Antonio Spurs are a team, I, I just I, I keep hearing this, that Dame has a lot of respect for that organization. There's a fascination with Wembenyama. There's a fascination with the idea of Greg Popovich. Uh, and, and I know the Spurs are seen as a facilitator team here. They certainly could be that. But there is a lot of interesting interest there's a lot of interest from dame's side in the san antonio spurs as well so i think that's another team to keep an eye on in these constructions wow the wimby effect mm-hmm. i guess has already started to pay dividends for the spurs i mean dame lillard to the spurs patrick you're the spurs fan got to get your thoughts on this um what do you think about dame <laughs> lillard to the spurs this is a pipe dream I don't think it's a pipe dream. I think they could easily do it. I don't think I don't think it would be that crazy for them to do it. I think you also probably have to put Kelton Johnson in that deal, which is also a thing that's probably not the best 
idea, but I, I don't like it. I don't as a Spurs fan, that's it. Your your windows are at the wrong time, which basically means in you basically have a two year window, which is next year and the year after, which you have to win a title in one of those years, or the trade's a failure. Because you gave up so many picks and everything else to make it happen. And then you're gonna have to rebuild again after you get through because oh, yeah. you're then you're paying Dame Lillard seventy million dollars in his fourth year. Yep. And you're not gonna win a title in his fourth year. You've lost picks, you've done everything. And now you got to kind of reset. And then when Minyama's a free agent, and now you're like, well, hey, man, stick around with us. I know you want to win, but we're going to have to rebuild for a couple of years. No, I, I agree with you. It's, I, it's, it just the window, the window yeah. doesn't fit. And Ooh. if it's a year later, it's a different discussion because we'll know more of what Wimbenyama is. We'll know more what the players play with them. Oh, so you're saying next year would be a better look for it, you. It, it, you? There's going to be a lot more questions answered in this season. But again, like Keldon Johnson with women Yama, we don't know how they fit together. Jeremy Sohan is a big question of a top pick you had last year. People that are a lot of people are very excited about that. You know, we don't know because they're both basically playing power mm-hmm. forward. And can you go small ball and play Sohan at the five, or does he need a real five in there? When you're playing teams like the Denver Nuggets, who you're going to have to play in these terms, you have to guard Jokic. How do you guard Jokic if mm-hmm. you have Wimby and Sohan on the floor? And those types of questions. So, do you, is Sohan just going to be your sixth man, and you bring him off? But if he's your sixth man and he still plays the same position as a guy you need to play forty minutes a game, where does he fit in? I think there's there's questions that may work out that you go, oh no, we can stick these guys in, and Wimby can play more to three at points, or Wimby can play mm-hmm. more to five at points. But we don't really know where they're going to be able to fit him into this lineup, and who he's going to be able to guard on the NBA level. Is he going to be able to stay in front of a smaller small forward? Is he going to be able to bump yeah. with a with a center? Those are the questions we'll get see this season, and so you don't know. Hey, is that window how is it cracked right now, or is it open? And I think we're cracked, and Dame Lillard kind of opens it up, but it also is going to shut a lot sooner. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Pat Harch, your thoughts? What would you do? I'm going all in. <laughs> I'm going all in. I don't care. You sound like the rest of Spurs fans. That's right. I don't care about no windows. They all closed to me. <laughs> we bring you and you ain't, We busting them out, man. We we getting the boards cut off that thing. <laughs> if Dame Dollar could go to I mean to uh, San Antonio with Wimby with Pop and how everybody looks at Pop and how much longer is Pop going to be involved? I do respect what Patrick said about a, a year. Waiting to see yeah, the window thing. Why yeah. not? Why not learn how to get together right now? You got four years a day. You gonna have them, and then you could possibly trade them later. But I'm looking at it and saying, okay, Spurs fan, you got your unicorn. Mm-hmm. You sat there and you waited. Now let's put all gas, no brakes, and go get it and see what happens after that. I know. I kind of want hardest hardest uh, <laughs> take to happen. I, and, and, and I think Patrick is right. Patrick's he's looking, definitely right. He's, looking he's at logical. It. Yes. <laughs> looking from a rational look, standpoint yes. with the new CBA, exactly. the Spurs are in a perfect, but in a catbird seat for the new CBA when it kicks in because all their talent is really young and they drafted all this talent. They went yeah. about the right way. But if they if they decide to go all in with Dame, it's basically going to put them in a really stressful cap situation throughout his entire tenure. Right. Four years. Like, while he's there, they, they, they're always going to be stressed about, man, are we close to that second apron? Like, we got to maybe maneuver the salary cap. Right now, they're really comfortable, and they will be able to add pieces. But as Patrick said, they don't even know what those pieces are going to be because they don't know Wimby's skill set 
Yeah, uh, and, well enough yet. And you're having to do trades where you're going, hey, man, we really <laughs> like Devin Vassell. We think he could progress into something special. Oh, yeah. We have to trade him immediately to get a veteran because we need more veterans to try and go play. So you have to give up some of this young talent because it is. It's a to two maximize year, the window. It is a two, three-year yeah. window, and it's just like that's great. And, again, if you're a year later in this, then maybe you know where you're at, and, and I feel differently about it. But I don't think Dame brings you a championship in San Antonio. And – he may in two years, he may in three. Next year, he definitely doesn't. And mm-hmm. so if you're saying that, then you go, well, now you get another offseason, and what if you lose somebody else? And what if you make a trade? And what if this doesn't work? Or what if, you know, and then what if Dame gets hurt for a season? Aha, that was where I he's, was about He's to in his mid-30s. Yeah. You know, yeah. guys like that can get hurt. He's had injuries. He's had yeah. some injuries. He's missed uh, 93 games in the last four years, yeah. 77 in the last two years. And I yes, wonder if some of that is just him sitting out, too. Also a good point. He, yeah. he's, uh, he's not motivated. Yeah. And, yes, as Patrick mentioned, when, he's, when he turns 37, uh, you're going to owe him about $63 million yeah. that year. Uh, that's what he's going to cost yeah. you. Yeah. It's going to cost you, but, oh, man, right is now. Is it going to cost you a little? <laughs> it's going to cost you a lot? But it's going to cost you. I just love that the Spurs are in this conversation. <laughs> Me too. That, I, do, I, I, I will pre, tell you, though. Pre-Wimby, this it, didn't, wouldn't even be a topic. No, but the team that you need to talk about, because they don't have Wimby, they're not even going to talk about it now. Utah is a real thing that I think makes the most sense if you're Portland. Utah can give you the most back for him. It's a team that has a lot of pieces, and you get to play him with marketing. And now they got John Collins, and they got yeah. a Walker Kessler, who's a really good mm-hmm. defender. And you got you got Jordan Clarkson there. Like There's a lot of pieces around it. To where you're probably not going to be able to compete with Denver. You may need to try and figure something out, but they have pieces to go make another move and they can try and put other things around it. So while I don't think that you get Dame and automatically are a contender, I think they're in a similar situation to the Spurs. I think if you're Utah, you are that year, year and a half, mm-hmm. year ahead because you're not, you don't have women Yama there. Yep. So you yep. don't have that, oh, we got a star player, like we've got a guy that we have to. You know, that we need to build around. Yeah. There's can- no one there to build around. Yeah. So you can get that piece. And go full on. He's a guy that would work in Utah because he went to Weber State. Like that to me makes the most sense if you're Portland. Mm-hmm. And I will say, I know everybody is on the Dame deserves everything he ever wanted because he was nice to Portland for a long time. He de- he demanded a trade to one team. If you sign a four year deal and then the next se- then get your buddy a contract, a bad contract for the team, and then demand a trade to one team. I love Paul George cl- clap back on him. Because he gave Paul George all the disrespect for changing teams twice, yep. and uh, he he goes, "Oh, so I'm a chump, but uh, but y'all, you can get a trade to only the team that was in the finals. <laughs> yeah. The only one is the team yep. in the finals. Yep. Yep. Oh, and I'm 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 fair weather. Yeah, no, I, I yeah, I warned against uh, players criticizing other players' decisions yeah. to move and their money. Absolutely. Don't do that because you don't never know. Watch. Yeah, that, that that may you may be in that situation yourself, mm-hmm. and Dame is in that situation. I, I'm all so. I'm all for players moving, all for players doing it. I'm not mm-hmm. for players making seventy million dollars because they're loyal to a team, and then as soon as they get the contract, bouncing. That I don't like. Yeah, he should have expressed his disdain years ago. Yeah, and, and he should have been yeah. better. Yeah, and it's he should have got Jeremy Jeremy yeah. Grant that contract because if you say I'm exactly. not moving on, then you let the Portland Trailblazers <laughs> move on, but you didn't. No, you you're trying to hamstring Portland into a bad team for the next five years because of you. No, I lo- I, I, I agree with you. I think Dame Lillard is that girl in a relationship or guy in a relationship that knew that they didn't want to be with someone. Yeah. Knew they should have broke up and stayed with them way too long. 
Yep. Stay with him a whole extra six months. It was like, dude, and then you, and then we got a place together. Like, what the hell? Yeah. You gonna break up with me? And then we signed a lease together. Why'd you do that? Yeah. Like, why are you gonna break up with me? He's breaking up before we signed a lease together. You know what I mean? Like that. that, he's that. Whose name is this in? <laughs> Whose name like, is that's this? That's really, He should have just. He should have voiced his discontent earlier, and he stayed around. He was too loyal. Yeah, yep. the fact that he had a meeting and said he would stick around until Jeremy Grant got signed—that's the one that just bothers me. Because it's like, what did you expect him to do in free agency? Sign Draymond Green without the money they didn't have? Yep. Hey, you know who uh, thinks Dame is awesome? Jeremy Grant. Jeremy Grant. Oh, <laughs> oh he's buying That's like LeBron's friend. Being oh. LeBron's friend. Jeremy Grant right now is a he's the biggest hey, Dame Lillard fan By the out way, there. Jeremy Grant deserved a contract. He yes. just didn't deserve them basically going all out to try and keep Dame Lillard with Dame Lillard fully knowing he was going to leave because there was no way they could be able to get what he wanted. Another, yeah. another random factoid about that contract, man, Rich Paul. Hit the rich Paul people yeah. are eating. He's getting everybody. I don't know if he's overpaid. He's a, he's a, he's a mulligetta of the NBA. Right, dude. Yeah. He got Van Vliet. He got Van Vliet all the money from the Rockets. He got he got Draymond Green. Yes. Signed. Yep. He got a Jeremy Grant all that money too. Oh man. He got four hundred and forty four hundred forty five million dollars to his free agents in in forty eight hours. Wow. That's and, what and, they got. Hey, and and to the Clutch. texter who says, <laughs> and that's who we represent. And to the texter who says, I don't have to like it. You're right, I don't, and neither does Portland. And they can send him to Utah. And there's nothing he can do about it. He's under contract. And I feel like Dame Lillard is one of those guys, like Kevin Durant and those other guys. Wherever you send him, he's playing. He likes to play basketball. He ain't sitting out. He ain't doing that. He's gonna play. He wants to go to Miami. I get it, but that doesn't make sense in any form or fashion unless Miami finds a sucker to give them two first for Tyler Hero. Mm-hmm. How the hell does he not have a no-trade clause? You're, how does agent Oh, because it's, cause the team the team were like, if we're going to give you $70 million. Okay, we need some leverage. We, we need a we little need, bit yeah. of leverage. Yeah, if you're, if you're continually telling us you don't want to be traded, we are never going to trade you without it. Yeah, it's like, it's, yeah, you're right. That's, <laughs> that's a great yeah. point, too. I guess that's like the, um, when somebody, you know what, I'm not getting into it. We open this. I'm going to give another <laughs> analogy here. I'll, I'll give a pre-nup analogy, but I'm done with that. All right, anyway, let's, let's get to the break. We'll uh, come back and let you know what's on tap right here on Ball Don't Lie, Wonderful Down the Horn. Pop a top again. You mind if I have some of your tasty beverage to wash? Huh? Oh, yeah. yeah. I've been known to drink a beer or two. I think a man working outdoors feels more like a man if you can have a bottle of suds. It's only my opinion, sir. I got beer. I got bottled breast milk. Eh, why don't we start with the beer? Okay. It's 5 o'clock somewhere. Wait, it's already 5 o'clock here. It's time for What's on Tap. How about a nice cool drink? That's oh, really man, good. That's good. That's... That is... mm-hmm. uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. <sighs> Pop a top again. Before we, before we let you go and let you know what we have on tap, it's been a great show. I'm glad to be back in Austin, Texas, baby. I had a great time on vacation, but most importantly, I missed you guys, and uh, I'm glad that y'all held it down. Everybody was telling me that y'all were giving them updates on what was going on when I would text y'all <laughs> about the games. I was like, man, we should have won that one, man. We should have won that one. Y'all didn't lose. <laughs> we did not lose. We didn't lose. That's Come right. On, man. We did not lose, that's, but that's we important. played well. We had a good time, though, so I appreciate y'all holding it down. I appreciate y'all letting me take that time off to recharge the battery and get back at it, but I hated it because there was so much that was going Oh, on. man. I was just like, and usually <laughs> this is like the dead zone. This right. is when you take the vacation. Right. I was like, harsh. Usually nothing going on, but Texas, yeah, pitching there was coach a lot. stuff. And, and we didn't even get a chance to get into all the players that Texas got over the commitments over the weekend. We did not. So we'll talk about that tomorrow and catch it all up. But, man, 
It is uh, it's a good time around Austin, Texas, on the 40 acres right now especially. Yeah, yeah, a lot of buzz, of course, about the, uh, Texas uh, and all the players who were selected for the all-Big 12 preseason mm-hmm. media team. Uh, we'll get to uh, some other Texas football discussion tomorrow because I'm sure the poll, uh, the yep. media poll is gonna probably going to come out in the next couple of days here too. And there's a lot of talk that Texas will be picked yep. as a favorite to win the Big 12. And everybody's still trying to figure out how. Like, you know, it's like Texas – they got so much talent that is here, but how many times have we said that? Like every year, talent, yeah. Texas has talent. Yeah, no, talent is, not, <laughs> talent is not the issue. Exactly. Talent is not the issue, and hopefully this year culture is not the issue. Uh-huh. Development is not the issue. So that just leaves coaching as pretty much the one question mark uncertainty about this team reaching a championship level of play. Nobody's talking about the talent. Sark's done a great job of being able to build a positive, constructive culture there, even in the presence of NIL and the transfer portal. And also development seems to be really on track um, based on what we saw last year from this coaching staff. So now it's about coaching, a schematic advantage. Yeah. We need uh, basically we need Sark to become Sark needs to go from being a chess player to being a chess master, and he's not a master just mm-hmm. yet. If you're gonna win the chess match within the game, he's got to show that he's a next level chess master. And right now, I just hadn't seen it yet. Not yet. Yet. It will happen though. It will happen. It will definitely. Uh, happen. Keep hope alive. All right. Uh, what you got on tap, brother? What you got on tap tonight? I'm gonna watch the Rangers take on the Boston Red Sox. They're on right now. I'm gonna check out the Spurs team. As well, basketball. I'm going to watch a little bit of that because I swear I was watching those games. I was like, I know Patrick is watching this stuff right now. Oh, yeah. Because we talk about, man, you watch summer league basketball? Yeah, I watch it every week. I'm like, I was watching it every week, too. I know. We might need to have Patrick actually give us updates on the players we care about. Exactly. Not the ones we don't care about, Patrick. (laughs) Just the ones that are Longhorn affiliated and then the Wimby stuff and that kind of stuff. So what you got on on top, Patrick? Spurs, Lakers tonight, 7 on ESPN. See? Look at him. He's already doing homework. He's already got the homework going. Uh, All right. uh, Tonight, I'm actually going to – I'm watching – you ever watch the show Godfathers of Harlem? Oh, my gosh. Oh man, deep. I'm deep in. I'm on the yep. third season already. Oh, you, yeah, you, oh. you all in. I, it took me like the whole weekend. That was awesome. Yeah, pretty damn good <laughs> show. Uh, all right, uh, folks, uh, thank you all for your participation. We appreciate you guys. Remember, the revolution will not be televised. We're talking about it right here on Ball Don't Lie. We love you guys. We mean that. Take care of yourselves, but more importantly, take care of each other. Peace. <laughs>